that's a triple play. New episodes I can't wait. Yeah. yeah, open your mind at the first gate. Press play, no need to debate. Anyway, check me out. Look, clock in, you can catch the hype. Golden Dawn, how we follow the light. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all ages? Welcome back to the AOA show. I'm your host, as always, Ian, along with my boys, Isaiah. Yo, yo, yo. And Gavin. What is going on? And today, we're here to talk about our initial impressions on the movie, The Boy and the Beast. The Boy and the Beast is a Japanese animated action-adventure fantasy film written and directed by Mamoru uh, Hosoda. And it won an Animation of the Year at the 37th Japan's Academy Prizes and grossed 5.85 billion yen at the Japanese box office. So one thing that was really interesting with this film, getting to the plot in a second here, is that audience reception was very good. But I will say, I've looked up a couple reviews on this, which I found interesting, because when we watch these movies and then we're like, hey, we're all going to talk about it, I'm like, what do other people think? And... Um, it's interesting because some of the reviewers that I saw had um, not all positive things to say, which is fair because that's normally how it would go. Um, but it took me by surprise with some of them, how uh, they really, you know, they weren't about it. So at the end of the day, we're drawing our own conclusions and here we are to give you our opinions on it and you can take it what you will. But I did think it was interesting the stark contrast between some of the anime reviewers and the audience at large. Um, I mm. think Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 94%, if I'm not mistaken, or a 90%. Um, a lot of people really liked the film. And it even um, the film was number one at the Japanese box office during its opening weekend by replacing Avengers Age of Ultron, earning approximately US uh, 5.4 from 492,000 admissions on 457 screens uh, before being dethroned by Hero 2 in the second week. Um, the film was Japan's second highest grossing film in the year 2015 with box off, uh, with a total box office gross of, um, 48.6 million us. So, I mean, like that's, that's good, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it was ranked well in America too. It was 20, you know, 28 in American box office during the opening weekend. So I don't know. I thought it was, I thought it was very interesting, but just to get into the plot real quick and then, you know, just to get into some initial thoughts, essentially without going too deep into it, we follow the, um, the main character, a boy named Ren. Uh, who is nine years old at the opening of the mm -hmm. movie. And his mother has died, unfortunately, in a very horrific accident. And his, uh, and his father has virtually just left. Uh, that's what he did. So mm -hmm. now he is, you know, going to be taken care of by his relatives on his mother's side. And they could really give a shit less about him. They're kind of turning the cold shoulder. So Ren, being a young, pissed-off boy with no love or affection from anyone around him, runs away into the city. And uh, it is then when he finds um, the beast by the name of... Kumatetsu. Yeah. <laughs> Kumatetsu. Yeah, Kumatetsu. <laughs> um, so you might be wondering, well, that took a transition. Like, how do you just find a beast? So it turns out there's a parallel beast world in which everyone's a beast in some mm -hmm. way, shape, or form, animal. Um, it's like real life. Yeah, exactly, right? And they kind of run things a little differently over there. And essentially, long story short, is that the ruler of the land there is going to become uh, reincarnated as a mm -hmm. god. He's the lord of the land currently. and um, But in order to be reincarnated, he needs somebody to take his place, right? Because mm -hmm. they need somebody to run the show while he's not around. Now, that generally speaking will come down to whoever the strongest is. Um in fighting ability, prowess, character, etc. Mm -hmm. So it's come down now to Kamatetsu and uh, the other guy's name uh, is Lozan. Thank you, Lozan, um, for who is going to take the throne, mm -hmm. as it were, yeah, as Grandmaster, mm -hmm. as the Grandmaster. Now, uh, 
Komatetsu is definitely not king material, I mm -hmm. guess you would say, uh, at least at first glance. He's got a really bad temper. Uh, he can't even hold an apprentice, which is something relevant, which comes into play in the film. Um, and he only really cares about himself. He's lazy. He's, uh, you know, non-committed in a lot of mm -hmm. things, and which is the stark opposite of his rival, who is calm, cool, collected, mm -hmm. honorable, and noble, right? So basically, Grandmaster says, listen, Komatetsu, he's like, bout's coming up in X amount of years. He's like, but for you to even be eligible, because I see something in you, but you, you have to hold an apprentice. Mm -hmm. You got to hold an apprentice, at least one, because you can't hold one. So he says, all right, I'll do it. So he goes to the human world uh, with his boy, and that's when they meet Ren. And so he basically takes Ren, um, and, you know, rather, Ren follows him. Um, into the beast world. Mm -hmm. And that is where they build this um, relationship because they're b both very hot-headed, stubborn individuals and they kind of clash all the time, which is an interesting dynamic. And through each other, you realize that there really is no... The, the, the line between apprentice and mentor kind of gets blurred, right? Because it's Ren is teaching him a lot of things about himself he didn't know and how to become better. And also Komatetsu is teaching mm -hmm. Ren a lot of things about himself, now named Kyuta. Um, that he didn't know before as well. Mm -hmm. So that's basically the premise of the movie, and we go through whatever shenanigans might ensue from there. Um, but I'm curious to hear your guys' thoughts on the movie because I, I heard um, I heard some reviewers calling this like, you know, if this is like just short of a Ghibli film or like, you know what I mean? That there's like similarities, but like, you know, this isn't something that they, you know, that they were uh, fully on. I, spoiler alert, liked the movie mm -hmm. um, quite a bit. I thought it was engaging virtually the whole time, but I'm curious to hear your thoughts if you have any, Gavin. Hmm. So it's weird that you compare it to a Ghibli movie because honestly, like after watching a plethora of Ghibli movies, I can understand to some extent where maybe the storyline that's driven in terms of like the themes, like, and maybe some character motives in that sense could be similar to Ghibli's shows. But like, honestly, for me, it was so much more different in the matter of just how they portray their characters. So like for me, Ghibli, it's always like, you know, a female, whether female protagonist or male protagonist, you know, they're usually finding this way with building a special, more romantic relationship with other people and, you know, going through and finding out themselves through life in a sense and going through this whole journey which, yes, but I feel like Ghibli focuses on that specific journey more than, say, this show, where it's very much between Ren and his master, which I already just forgot his name, so Komatetsu. It's very much on their relationship, but it isn't so much about the journey, in a sense, because there is literally a part where they fucking, like, he's nine years old, and then there's that time skip to where it's he's, he's grown. He's 17, you mm -hmm. know. That journey in the middle and that progression is cut. So, yes, they're building that relationship. You know that, you know, they've been with each other through thick and thin. They have this relationship that it's very clashing and stuff like that. But it very much isn't about the journey, per se, to where the end goal is. And that ultimately was Kumatetsu becoming Grandmaster and, you know, leading up to that duel. And then also Ren figuring out himself and where he stands in the beast world and the human world. Mm -hmm. And essentially, they're both going down two different paths. And at the end of the day... They, they divert. They're not on the same page anymore because Kumatetsu was very much on the mindset that, hey, Ren is going to be with me. Like, I'm almost his father figure in a sense or foster parent. So he he doesn't even have thoughts in the human world. It's just me and him in the beast world. We're running the show. We now have a following of people who want to become a part of our group. You know, I'm going to be a Lozon and become Grandmaster and we're all going to live happy happily ever after. Where now Ren is, you know, going kind of sideways doing his own shit where he's sneaking into the human world without people knowing and is trying to pursue his own life in ways that he 
might not want to be in the beast world because he doesn't fit in there. It's not his natural place. So for I, I to then answer the whole Ghibli film, I understand maybe why thematically it would be similar because they're both figuring out life and, you know, how you can get lost in the sauce and where is the right answer to go and what's the direction that you need to take and things of that nature. But the form of storytelling, in a sense, I felt it to be completely different mm. than a lot of Ghibli films in terms of it wasn't about the path to where they reached their end goal. It was more, we're going to set up the precedent on what's going on, give you an idea, skip it, and then go right to the end goal. And then what happens in that like nature, sure, if it yeah. makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I can see it, but I, I think Ghibli just as a director himself, he knows what stories he wants to tell, and that's what he cares about. Is that story? Well, the studio Ghibli, the studio. Well, yeah, G- G- I meant yeah. Miyazaki. I don't know why I said Ghibli, but uh, <laughs> Miyazaki. You know, he is very much in. I want the story to then tell the themes and the lesson, and it is all about that story. So, in a sense, I almost feel it, it's as it's a disservice trying to like put it as a similarity to sure, this movie sure, because yeah, yeah. it's literally the opposite. Like, yes, there's a storyline that you're following, but yeah. in essence, it's not about following that whole story in fruition. It's more giving them a slight taste and then reaching the end goal, which is, you know, we'll talk about in a little bit. I'm not going to get sure, into it, but sure. that is my take, I guess, on other people yeah, referring yeah. it to it because for me, they're two completely different entities yeah. with similarities, yeah. but yeah, I don't know. I, I don't guess really my ultimate that. question uh, and more of an simpli- uh, a uh, simplistic one is, did uh-huh. you like it? Oh yeah, well, I actually yeah. really liked it a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I yeah. also like Miyazaki's movies too. So sure, like, sure. You know, it's, yeah. I'm curious yeah. to hear why and and you know what makes you like this. Um, okay, you might as well just yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, right now. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the pacing was actually really nice, and I don't know if that was a problem with other people, but again, you kind of fall into this rut when you have a story like this. It can tend to drag on or be a slow burner, you know, which isn't a bad thing. And for me, however, I felt like it was paced in such a way that you learned everything that was going on with Ren and you cared about him. You were like, I want you to do well in life. And then you find this person like Komatsu, which you already like innately, you know, because you know he might not be the best person or at least like, you know, a direct mentor in a sense that you'd want to follow or like follow and be a part of because, you know, he does all like that. He's lazy and backward shit. You know, you're not you're not going to reach the highest pinnacle of oneself following him as a master. However, it's just that dynamic that is built very early to where it's a tug and toll, like tug and pull from Ren and himself that they're in a sense, like you can't not like them, you know? So with that, I didn't ever feel a point to where I'm sitting there and I'm just like, okay, like I know what's going to happen, blah, blah, blah. I don't care. Like I genuinely felt like I wanted to see both of these characters progression. And it, the pacing was such in a sense to where it moved on with that time skip, which I also really liked that they did because it was in a way that they showed them on a mountaintop with that like fucking panned out picture yeah. of them fighting. And like in that, they did like the time skip where it's like, oh my God, they're so in sync. But like, you know, even as in sync as they are, when it comes to just talking one-on-one, they're very disconnected. So it's like on the fighting, on the battlefield, they're connected. Once you get off of that, they're two different people. And then introducing now Ren going into the human world and getting those experiences, I always felt like the ball was moving and that I wasn't being left behind or waiting to find out for something. Like, something was happening in every scene that kept me moving along with it compared to the story taking the front role and you're just sitting there watching him walk down the street and, you know, going along for the ride. Like, I felt like it paced itself in a way that was interesting, kept on moving forward, and just really wanted me to figure out what the end game was. Cause I genuinely didn't know what was going to happen, especially when they fought. Like you kind of assume that he was going to win, but even then 
at the very end, I didn't expect it to take the turn that it did, and I appreciated them for that. Sure. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much me fleshed out and how I feel. I thought it was really good. Yeah. What would you think? Um, I liked it, too. It was uh, – that's it. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, I mean, uh, to, to be honest, there's not a whole lot that, you know, I don't want to like just reiterate what you said, mm-hmm. but like it was, it was a really good movie. I think I, I like something in particular that you were saying where like this movie doesn't really, I guess like delve into or, or really uh, sit in for lack of a better term, the whole like, um, like Ren growing up mm-hmm. phase, right? And it's really like, okay, he, you know, once he meets the, his master and once he goes into the beast world, it's like, all right, that relationship is established, and that's the thing that you're going to be following throughout the film, and then we just straight jump to, you know, uh, whatever it is, X amount of years later, when now he's a teen, and, like, they've got this, like, very clear sort of, uh, you know, succinct uh, idea of their relationship going on. I mean, because that's what, at least to me, this movie, um, it is their their relationship, but relationships in general, right? I mean, spawning all the way back, if you go to the beginning, where it's like Ren clearly needs his master for many more reasons that have nothing to do with like, you know, learning to fight or, or being, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, being the best at like being a fighter or anything like that. Um, and what's the master's name? Um, Kometetsu. Kometetsu. Oh, Kometetsu sorry. Yeah. Um, and, the fuck out. And, <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> um, and Kometetsu to Ren, you know what I mean? So like the, this relationship to me, I think personally was the most engaging part. Cause it was the, it was for me, the thing that like kept me going, even when like the, the world, I guess. I don't know. I feel like we've watched a lot of movies recently where, like, introduced said kid into sad circumstance, and then, like, we just follow the kid do that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether it be, like, Children Who Chase Lost Voices or, like, Whisker Away. And it's, like, it was nice to kind of see, like, a start there and then go into, like, not a completely different story, but, like, go to a different part in that story almost. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was pretty good. I agree with you there. I think one of the strengths for me personally and something that made it a little different than everything else, because at the end of the day, again, you can break a lot of these lessons down to their molecular level, and there are a lot of similarities you see in the f- process of filmmaking, right? That's mm-hmm. undeniable. But it's always nice to see when there's, like, a slight step off the beaten path. And I did really appreciate um, that... Ren himself isn't fully the main character in that sense that Komatetsu Mm -hmm. also I was equally as invested in Komatetsu and like being like oh is he going to be able to become better Mm -hmm. right and having that line between master and apprentice so skewed the entire time like I was rooting for both of them as a Mm -hmm. team it wasn't just for one of them to succeed it was for both of them to succeed so when at the end you know like towards the end of the movie when Komatetsu unfortunately is you know is dying essentially like I was there for him man like I Mm -hmm. felt bad and I felt bad for how Ren was going to handle that versus like you know how Komatetsu was going to handle his death and you know while he was uh, while you know um, Ren was handling his shit in the human world right with Mm -hmm. his father and it's like because Komatetsu Komatetsu's essentially his father, mm-hmm. right? And it was like he really was yearning for that that father role figure, and Komatetsu was yearning for that for that son. You know what I mean? That he never had to kind of set him straight. So I was really invested in both of them, and mm-hmm. that was something I really appreciated in the film. And I also like uh, how you know, again, Ren has his qualms in the human world. When he goes back, it's not just like okay, I'm in the beast world the whole time, and I'm gonna live here forever. It's like no, there's a there's a human world to go back. It's like I can't even read, really. You know, yeah, that yeah. was one big mm-hmm. thing. It's like that's not there's not a precedent on reading like that. You yeah. know, in that world. So, and then connecting through the girl whose name evades me at the moment, but you know, they're they're together, and and you know, I really loved Ren's passion for getting better as a mm-hmm. person, especially when he was older, because when he was younger. You know, he's very stubborn in the sense where he's like, 
almost like nihilistic where he's like, I hate everything. I hate everyone. The world sucks. You know, there's nothing good here, but it was like, again, through that relationship formed with Komatetsu. Now when he's older and he's like picked up on those things, he's still definitely like brash and, 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 you know, blunt. And, uh, he could be a dick from Mm -hmm. time to time. They always argue with each other, but it's like, he is trying to better himself, you know, not just for himself though, but for the betterment of everyone around him Mm -hmm. at the same time. And, uh, you know, and, and contending with that darkness the whole time, but quelling it and being stronger than it. Mm -hmm. It was something that I really appreciated in that character, you know? So, so like when a lot of the things happen, a lot of the emotional beats where it's like, Hey, you're supposed to cry here. You're supposed to do this. Like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like I felt them, you know? And I think that in movie making and film, you know, if, if you're able to pull the audience along for that, Mm -hmm. um, or rather invite them in, than pull them. You know what I mean? And it's like, I willingly am here. I'm here and I want to see what happens. Like to me, that's the recipe for something great. Uh, so, you know, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the film. Um, I, I really did thoroughly. I don't, you know, it's not like the craziest thing I've ever seen, obviously. Um, but it was good. It was a really cute story. And, um, you know, I liked the animation on it. I liked all the characters they are very likable and it was understandable. A lot of the things that, you know, a lot of the lessons that it portrayed. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, those, those are my thoughts on the film. Um, Gavin favorite character. Um, the pig monk. I actually forgot his name. <laughs> the pig monk. The pig monk. I okay. loved him ever since the moment I saw him. I was like, yes. And yeah, you yeah. know, he just the words of wisdom again. Guiding Ren just he was cool. always knew what to say. Always had a backbone. Was like the man behind the curtain who was kind of helping out. And yeah, I appreciated mm. him. I liked him, and I yeah. thought I thought he needed to uh need to get a little bit more of a bump. No, especially I, when he had that crying moment with yeah. the other guy. When mm-hmm. it's like we're really proud of Ren. Yeah, dude. That I was like, I was almost in tears. I was yeah. like, bro, you guys did so much, you don't even know. No, I, you know, yeah. I really do think it's good that you brought that character up in general because I do feel like that that is a character that sometimes people might overlook, mm-hmm. and I feel like he is almost equally as instrumental in the growth of Ren yeah. and Komatetsu, yep. but especially Ren within yep. the film, the way I see it, right? Because it's always when, you know. Like, it's all cute and, like, they're together and, like, they argue and stuff like that. But, you know, you think of that in the real life sense and it's mm-hmm. like that could damage someone, you know, mm-hmm. like all of that constant stress and bickering. And it was nice to have him there kind of as this grounding force mm-hmm. when Ren was, like, ready to give up or, like, just give up on Komatetsu or himself mm-hmm. that he was like, listen, bro, like, he's going through some shit and you're going through some shit and he's really not that good at, like, portraying and, and talking about what he's going through. Mm-hmm. So, like, you just got to bear with him, you know? And, like, and just kind of giving him a lot of that, like, old sage advice. Yep. I actually thought that he was very, impo- like, equally as important as, as Komatetsu and the growth of Ren specifically, yep. you know? So I actually am glad that you brought him up. Um, I didn't know if you were going to say the little fur ball that hangs Dude, out his he hair. Was number, he was number two. <laughs> and the only reason, well, I mean, no, not the only reason, but, like, I just feel like, uh, Pig Monk, I can't believe I forgot his name, played more of an important role. So yeah, that's no, why. you're right. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, To be fair, the little furry thing played no role, basically, in the entirety of the film. It was just some little cute thing in his hair. No, but. he he did he did help he did help Ren, though, when he was turning evil at the end, and he, like, kind of fucking went in his face. You remember at the stadium oh, yeah, in the fight? Yeah, you're right. So you're right, he did right. save right, him from enough. getting engulfed by yeah, darkness yeah, and evil, yeah, or, like, the dark the darkness in his heart. Yeah. Um. So he did, he did have a little role in there, and he was adorable. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at his face right now, dude. Oh, he's like a puffle from club penguin yeah. you just want to fucking mm, oh, squeeze man. him that's funny so Shit. cute but anyway well all right let's get into some concluding thoughts unless there's anything else that we wanted to flesh out really don't want to sound like a broken record here would you recommend it what would you rate it um and if you would recommend it are there any stipulations to that recommendation as to in terms of watching it um, Gavin fired off i wouldn't give it any honestly i think anybody could watch it um at any age i'd actually argue as well i don't see any stipulations to why not to watch it mm-hmm. um 
Yeah, I thought it was really good. Definitely. It is two hours, so you have to be ready for that. But in my eyes, I didn't have a problem with watching it. And I there wasn't a point that I felt to where I didn't want to watch it. I wasn't disenfranchised at any point. I genuinely enjoyed the story, and I was fucking okay with it. If I was to give it a rating, I would say six and a half, seven-ish. Yeah, six and a half. But, um, yeah, I think that's what I'd go with. Cool. Isaiah, mm-hmm. what do you got? Um, I would also... I would, I, I definitely think you could watch this movie. Um, I kind of think if I had to sum up my whole thoughts on this movie, that it's like the perfect average movie. Um, <laughs> and what I'm, what I just, what I mean by that is like, if you want to watch it or find yourself watching it, I think it's got an engaging enough, like, you know, through line and plot and characters to get you through the two hours, um, without you ever being like, oh, fuck, what's the time code? Um, but I don't think like you have to watch it if that makes sense. I yeah. think that there are definitely arguably movies that speak to the theme of this movie um, better, or at least use like something that's a little bit more of like a unique or interesting, fresh take on mm-hmm. like a story that tells this theme. Um, but again, I definitely think it's, it's, I, it's a good movie. Like if I had to give it a rating, I think I would give it like a straight five down the middle. Like it's a good movie. Doesn't really do anything to sort of like sit on my mind or, or again, what I think like go out of the bounds to, tell this story in a different or, or, you know, unique setting, um, or way, but like, it doesn't do it bad. Um, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like the film, obviously, as I've said before, um, I, I definitely think it's worth a watch at least once, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe not something that you buy as a collector's edition and have, you know, crack it out every Thanksgiving or some shit. You know what I mean? Like everyone gather around, we're going to watch this movie now, but like, I definitely think it's worth it for, for what it provides. I I liked the lesson, and I think this is where a little bit of the bias comes in, but, I mean, you know, welcome to the show. Um, that I think that I agree with Isaiah in the sense that it, it pervades similar messages. It's hard to, you know, you have these things overlap inevitably yeah. at some point. These lessons are going to overlap in some way, shape, or form. Um, but I, I, I really liked the way that it was pervaded in this mm-hmm. and, you know, especially, especially due to the fact that a lot of times it wasn't that I was just rooting for one character, mm-hmm. you know, I was rooting for both of their betterment, but they, you know, they couldn't do that without each other mm-hmm. and, and all the people that were surrounding them. So, or animals. Um, so, you know, I, I, I do like it. I think I would probably give it like a six and a half or, you know, maybe, maybe a seven on a good day. Um, six, seven, but, um, but you know, that's good. I think I, Isaiah summed it up where it's like, it's the perfect average movie. You know, it's nothing yeah. that I'm like, I'm writing home about per se, mm-hmm. but I definitely think that it's like, Hey, you know, should yeah. I watch this? And I'm like, absolutely. Yeah, it was I worth think, it. yeah, I yeah. think it's worth it. I think it's worth the watch. I think it's worth the time. It's very cute. And the, uh, the characters are pretty likable. Um, I agree. So anyway, those are our thoughts, ladies and gentlemen, on the Boy and the Beast movie. Definitely check it out if you haven't already. If you have, let us know. What did you think about it? And what did you think about a review? But until next time, folks, thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you on the flip. Peace. Later. Peace.